Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show on Bill Atride. And today is our first show in 2022, so Happy New Year to everybody. I hope it was a safe and meaningful one for you, and uh, we're into our first week here now of 2022, and there's certainly a lot of going on up there and down here, and we want to take a look at all that. So um, I'm going to just do a little brief intro here and then get into my talk for today, and it's just continuing what we began at the end of December, looking at ahead to the 2022 uh, energies and what's lining up here. And the focus for last, uh, um, the last show of last year uh, was Pluto. And I thought I'd move on now today and talk about Neptune, but also consider some influences from Pluto that continue that I wanted to sort of blend them together. So we'll take a look at that. Um, I also want to remind you that we have uh, this week uh, is Mercury going retrograde uh, on the 14th and uh, it'll be retrograde uh, from from Friday the 14th until February the 3rd. And so we always know that's the time where we're given this gift of a time to reflect and renew and repair our thought forms and ways of thinking and ways of communicating. Uh, And we certainly need that. And uh, but also we because of that turning around of the energy, we all of us have to be much more mindful and pay attention to what we're hearing or witnessing and, and look at that carefully. And then as we're processing that, be mindful. And then as we're communicating it, also be realize that others may also be somewhat more inwardly focused and therefore not receiving as well or transmitting as well. And that's why it's also known as a time of misunderstandings and miscommunications. It's, it's not Mercury's fault. It's just we're not paying attention to the change in the weather. But if we do, it need not cause those hiccups. So just be mindful. Um, and again, once I have done my little talk here today on Neptune, I'll turn over to you with any questions or thoughts you have. And just uh, when I call on any one of you, I'll, uh, I'll look at the phone number and just give you the last, uh, whatever you could, I'm calling on to give an idea. I might be calling on you. And just give me your first name and whatever question you have. If it's about the topic or some other topic in astrology or whatever, we'll talk about that. If it's about your chart or someone else's chart, just make sure you have and can give to me at least the birth date and birthplace for that. And if you have the birth time, then, of course, I can tell you that much more. Um, if you need to reach me uh, just to uh, get suggestions on things to read and things to study or, or what have you or questions, uh, you could reach me at my email, which is bill at tried at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L. A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Or you can certainly find me on most social media platforms. And my, I'm sure my phone number is up there and email address and all those things and different handles and messaging and Facebook or Instagram or what have you. Um, 
so I'm certainly reachable, and uh, I'll get back to you with any questions and thoughts. And if you want to get a reading, which is what I've been doing for over 40 years now, uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, if you want to get a reading, personal reading, that is, of your chart or someone else's chart, just, just again, contact me, and we can talk about what that requires, um, and I'd be happy to do that. Okay, um, so, so as I said, today I thought we will continue our look at 2022 and with a special emphasis on the influence of Neptune in the coming year, both generally and with special attention to its message for the USA. Um, Neptune has been moving through Pisces since 2011 and will not move into the first sign of Aries until 2026. Uh, but before we look at Neptune on its own, I want to point out an interesting correspondence between Pluto's transit through Capricorn and the transit of Neptune through Pisces. And what we will find, or what we have found, is that in every other passage of Pluto through Capricorn, Neptune will be passing through either Virgo or the opposite sign of Pisces from much of that period. And this correlation has been true for literally thousands of years. Now, astronomically, this is due to the ratio of their respective orbital durations, the relationship cycle of these two planets from conjunction to conjunction is about 491 years, and it's one of the master cycle indicators for mundane astrology. Interestingly, Pluto completes a circuit in roughly 245 years, while Neptune's orbit is roughly 164 years. This means that three revolutions of Neptune around the sun equals about 491 years, and two revolutions of Pluto equals about those 491 years. So for our purposes, what this ratio of their relationship or of their harmonic resonance means is that when Neptune goes one and one-half times around the sun, equal, it will equal just one orbit revolution for Pluto. And that is why each time Pluto is going through Capricorn, Neptune spends part of that time either moving through Virgo or through Pisces. And I find this correspondence in their relationship to be very interesting and informative. As I have noted many times, the passage of Pluto and Capricorn heralds the end of an institutional order and the birth of a new one. But given its relationship with Neptune, which is that Neptune is passing through Virgo or Pisces while Pluto is in Capricorn, we should expect that the nature of each Pluto shift or transition would be different or alternate in some meaningful way each time. If we look at this influence of Neptune blended with Pluto, it can help us better understand what is similar yet different about our time in the 2000s to the formative one for the USA in the 1770s. Given that the present-day passage of Pluto and Capricorn has Neptune and Pisces, our current period of institutional breakdown and reordering corresponds with that of the 1500s more than the Capricorn-Virgo pattern, which we had at the founding of the USA. The question for us is how might we understand and so distinguish and define these differences? Well, with Pluto as the avatar or of the power of alchemy or the shaper of spirit matter, the wielder of the will, and Neptune as the avatar of our fields of dreams and imagination 
or the vessel of our hopes or fears, the type or kind of reshaping and reforming in these two different passages of Pluto in Capricorn can be discerned by the very different influences emanating through Neptune in Virgo versus Pisces. What I believe is we can see that the protean transformations of the Neptune in Pisces period gives birth to a redreaming of the dream. And this, in a fashion, sets up or leads to the next Pluto in Capricorn with Neptune in Virgo phase, where that period brings this dream into the reshaping and reordering of life for that period. So we would see that the 1500s redreaming of dreams created the conditions for the 1700s and the USA being, as it claims to be, a new order for the centuries. I find it is critically and interesting to note that at the midpoint in Neptune's cycle with that alignment in the 1770s, we see that 1770s dream and reality making facing its greatest test when Neptune went through Pisces in the 1850s and 1860s during up to and leading to the USA Civil War. What this means to me is that with Neptune's return to Pisces now, while Pluto is in Capricorn, we are now being challenged to reform or fashion anew the reality form we made in the 1770s. And we will do this by being inspired, as were those dreamers of the 1500s, by a new vision of who or what we can be. So, in the period of the 1500s, with Pluto and Capricorn and Neptune and Pisces, the entire European ordering of life was turned upside down. From the divine right of kings and the ordering of faith, hierarchically, arranged from Pope to the people, as what became known as the Reformation turned that social order and way of meaning completely around so that faith became personal. It emanated from the personal experience of the word of God as the Bible was now available in the common tongue. Faith became individual and no longer mediated by the priesthood and the Pope. And over time, the growing sense emerged that humans should order their lives around the sanctity of the individual conscience and this informed and shaped the need to organize our institutions toward self-rule and democracy. When Neptune was in Virgo in the 1770s, the dreams of that Plutonian ending of an age and reordering were focused through the critiquing, defining, and refining lens of Virgo. That is because when Neptune is in Virgo, we are asked to reimagine how we order our world how we find order of our life within ourselves and how we manage our lives and how we form our institutions to meet our needs. And I would argue that with Neptune and Pisces now, like it was in the 1500s, we experience the wonder and confusion of redreaming our very dreams. We are forced to go beyond our old paradigms of faith and fear so we can find a new faith to guide our lives and refashion our institutions. Where we find ourselves today is in another shift in what I call our bubbles of belief. And we have come to a time when the very notion of what is true or a fact is not so very clear. 
rather than the mediation of truth and fact being determined and filtered by hierarchies of authority in the various realms of science, economics, culture, or politics, we find that our shaping by the individualistic paradigm that was founded in the 1500s has led to our moment whereby the magic of interconnectivity to immense databases of information each person can fashion and formulate their own version of reality from a veritable cornucopia of data that they have gathered from innumerable sources, but which, of course, vary greatly in their reliability. Without some means to sort fact from fiction or truth from lies, we are at the mercy of the storms whipped up by those who profit from outrage and fear. Unfortunately, what we have created is a veritable chaotic cacophony of truths and half-truths, revelations and falsehoods, wisdom and nonsense. How did this happen and what does it mean for our future? Well, as I've previously noted, we humans exist in what we have fashioned for ourselves, what I call our bubbles of belief, which form our circles of reality. The role of Neptune is central to this experience because it holds the forms of reality, because it frames the lenses that we see as our reality. The greater reality behind it all, which will be known as and will be someday understood and experienced to be, is simply and profoundly called the one. Why is this? Because the foundation source of spiritual truth is, all of creation is the body, mind, heart, and spirit of the one. But to experience the one, even for a brief instant, would produce for most ordinary persons a shock that would shatter their being. It would quite simply be an encounter with what would appear to be pure chaos. The one is beyond our comprehension, beyond our limited, uh, beyond our limited framework of principles and ideas or laws or concepts. But this one is the ultimate reality to us. As we look out into the immensity of all of creation, it is truly sometimes chaotic, but for those who have reached a higher consciousness, it is truly sublime. Neptune forms our patterns of consciousness and our means of perception. It is the avatar that will lead to our greater understanding. It is our spiritual source for imagination and the power of our dreaming into reality of whatever we imagine will become. Yet, here lies the great danger, too, because by Neptune, we can experience the exhilaration, the intoxication by the gods, so that we can imagine and dream the most wonderful forms of being, but we may equally stumble into illusions and nightmares, too. So, so this would seem rather paradoxical. How could it be the very instrument responsible for our journey and awakening, this divine gift of our power of imagination and dreaming? How can this also be the same instrument or source of our delusions and confusions too? 
Well, Neptune holds the gift of clairvoyance or clear seeing, and astrologers will often call the way of Neptune is that it operates as a universal solvent. It dissolves the boundaries and borders between thoughts and things, between dimensions and realms, and so enables us to see truth of the ultimate connection of everything and everyone, which is why it is also called the avatar of compassion and unconditional love. But here we face the challenge of journey in awakening, the opportunity and danger we face in moving from one circle of belief and into another. When we are undergoing any opportunity to let go of our former assumptions and limited perceptions with the assistance of Neptune, we may encounter the risk that we will become too untethered from a reasonable reality by a circle of belief that serve to keep us centered to some essential truths within ourselves and that equally formed our common understandings between one another. So here we encounter the razor's edge on our journey of awakening, the bright shining line between love and fear between illumination and madness. When letting go of former certainties and becoming untethered from an old bubble of belief, one may lose the common understanding shared with others as to the nature of reality. By this, an individual or a group or even an entire people or nation may become enamored and entranced by energy forms that are unfamiliar yet seemingly offer the promise of a greater truth, of a special knowing. This experience of a special vision can be quite wonderful, and perhaps it does hold a greater measure of the light of truth and even of wisdom. And so it might be that a lesser or greater awakening is at hand. But it is equally possible, and this is sadly found in far too many periods in human history, that those certainties of a greater truth imparted by those captivating visions are really refractions and shadows formed by unhealthy desires and self-formed fears forged in hearts that have turned from the light of love, creating illusionary notions of what is good and true. This peril of delusion and separation is most especially true when the siren song of Neptune's revelation is not anchored in one's heart by love, and so it may instead become shaped and twisted by fear. As always, the fault lies not in the stars or in Neptune, but in our own spiritual development as to our fortunes and fate. Throughout many periods in human history, Panics and manias, conspiracies and divisions have erupted. But the periods when Neptune is moving through Pisces, as it is now from 2011 to 2026, or like it did in 1848 to 1862, they are particularly strong in this protean capacity to dissolve the boundaries between reality and illusion. We have moved from a world in the 1500s where the ordering of truth versus fiction was determined and mediated through a descending hierarchy of authority from Pope to King 
to commoner. And instead, we have created a world where every person is a pope or king, their own maker of fact, reason, and truth. Unfortunately, the necessary level of spiritual development that is required to wield such godlike powers, where one would see a people or humanity guided by wisdom and acting with humility, well, that is surely lacking in most, if not all, the various sectors and realms of our society now, from the uppermost and powerful down to the powerless. We live in disconnected bubbles of belief. We do not share the same assumptions about our world, about how we can discern what is right and what is wrong, or how we are to understand and treat one another. We are lost in the ocean of Neptune, in the chaos of all realities. And so for many souls, there is no reality whatsoever. There is only confusion and despair. We are having what is known as an epistemological crisis, a crisis of how we know what we know, of how we can determine fact from fiction or the truth from all the half-truths and lies. We find ourselves in a great spiritual crisis. What can we do? What can you do? As always, and forever, I will gently advise one and all that the truth has been known from the beginning of our journey in awakening because it forms the very fabric of the universe and it is equally the very spiritual substance of you and me too, of course. What we need to do individually and then when we gather as friends and neighbors and colleagues and loved ones is to return to the sources of truth found in all the great teachings because we need to be guided by the wisdom of the wise ones, our elder brothers and sisters, whose shining examples of love and compassion has shown us the way throughout the ages. You cannot find your way by yourself. And so you must hold on the one hand, on the one hand, look to the examples of those who left these treasures of truth for you, both in how to know the truth as well as the truths themselves. And you must certainly cannot create your own understanding of your world because you are shaped and formed by all with you have direct and indirect contact. You must choose wisely where you look for answers and avoid those individuals and groups whose certainties have created the very extremes between the dark and the light that make for our peril now. As I have said many times, and most recently in June of 2021, the way of truth has always been the path of love. For all those who follow the path of the ancient wisdom, and equally the many who understand and follow the great teachers whose messages are the heart doctrine of all religious traditions, we must begin and remain upon the shining path of unconditional love. This will often be exceedingly difficult, seemingly impossible, when we encounter the cold meanness and the dark hatred that seems to splash across our computer screens or onto our streets every day but we must remain centered and true to the one path 
of the masters. No matter who is before you, no matter how much what they do or say is disturbing or even repugnant to you, you must remember this and hold yourself to the path of spirit and the clear light of truth. Whatever you do and whomever you encounter, you must follow your higher self and love one another. Love is the way. It is the only way. It is the way of peace and understanding. It is the truth of Neptune, for Neptune is the way of unconditional love. It is the light at the core of you and of all of creation. So what I would advise each and every one of us today is to remember this. The light of truth is within you, and you can obtain and secure it by an open and questioning mind that is held from excesses by unconditional love. And together with your reason and compassion, you will remain centered in your higher spiritual nature by your centered will. Self-government, what we call democracy, requires that each member of that society be guided with reason, held by love, and unbent by the passions and fears of those whose reason and love has been broken or forsaken. Whenever you encounter those who are narrow of mind and heart, you must understand that they are acting from a space of fear, and the only way to reach them is by your reason, love, and will. Remember the teachings and follow the masters so that, th that you remain on the path where you are wise and gentle and steadfast. Remember the oath you took long ago and stay true to your destiny. Remember the great invocation as we say, from the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into our minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into our hearts. May love increase on earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide our wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call humanity, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Okay, um, let me catch my breath here for a second as I turn to my screen and see all of you patient waiting me, for me there, and I, I appreciate you um, letting me do what I do and uh, saying these, sharing with you these thoughts I have. Um, it's, uh, we do live in a very challenging time and no one could ever dismiss that or, or disagree, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but we certainly live in a time of also, therefore, great opportunity 
uh, to hopefully make a difference and make a better world. And um, that is what we're here for. People say, what's my purpose? What am I here for? And I always say, we're here for one purpose. And what is that? And that is that we're here to become a better human. Um, but it's not just us. It's what we do together, what we do for one another, uh, because we can't do it alone, because uh, we're not alone. <laughs> so anyways, um, I hope I hope you all enjoyed that, and I enjoy sharing it with you. So with that all in mind, let me turn out to many of you have been holding for quite some time here, so I, I want to get to you. So let me try. And uh, again, I'm going to call on each person and um, or caller. And I'm going to uh, first state the area codes. So you may have an idea that I'm picking up for you. Uh, and then just give me your first name and whatever may be your question. And if you have a question about a chart or your chart, someone else's chart, um, just give me the birth date and place um, or just give me the birth place, uh, I mean, birth date, time and place if you have that. Okay? All right. So here we go. Um, calling on someone, area code 917. Uh, you're on with yeah, Bill. Hello. Who's this? Uh, hello, Bill. My name's. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Who's this? Yeah, my name's Ashfield. Ashfield. A S H I L. And uh, this is my first time calling, and uh, I would like to see if I, you know you can get my chart. I'll give it to you. Okay, sure. What's your birthday? August. Second, 69. Okay. I was born in the Congo, C-O-N-G-O. Uh-huh. Brazzaville is the city. Brazzaville, okay, Brazzaville, yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you have a time of birth? 1.45 a.m. Okay, wonderful. Let me just get that in there. And 1.45 a.m. Okay, um... There we go. Okay, good. There we go. All right, gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what can I do for you? Um, just trying to see what this year has to offer. You know, um, is that too general or specific? Oh no, it's not too general. And, but actually, I'm having a little trouble. Hold on a second. My my I don't know what my computer's doing here, but it's not giving me the Congo. So I just gotta try to correct it here. It's just coming in and putting in the wrong. Uh, wrong yeah, city there's, and everything. There's, so. there's two Congo, yeah, there's two Congo. That's what I said, Brazzaville. Okay, that's, <laughs> so I got to get the right one here. Uh, yeah. um, and, and let me make sure it. Let me make sure it's got it correctly. Brazzaville, there it is. Okay, um, I believe I've got it. But anyways, um, what can I do for you? You want to um, know a general idea of what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 2023 um, is about any changes coming up for me. Whether it's career, love, okay. whatever. Okay, sure. Um, right now, uh, one of the major indicators for development in a person's life uh, is what's called the, the progress chart, um, which shows one's life unfolding from within. And in, in your case, the, on that progress chart, the progress moon is now moving to the top of the chart. It's been there for just about a year, and it got another year and a half to go which means this is your time to consider the path that I'm on and where I'm headed and, and going in my life uh, and see where I've come from, see where I am now, and decide whether to stay on this path 
or should I pivot now and move to a different path, perhaps? Um, and so it's, it's a time where I'm given the view to consider, am I on the path I'm meant to be on uh, and whether I should continue upon that? And what's striking about this as well is that at the same time, the great outward timekeeper, which is the planet Saturn, is also reaching the top of your chart. So no matter how an astrologer might look at your chart, whether from the inside out or the outside in, uh, you are at a point where what you've been working towards for many, many years in your life, for perhaps the last 15 years of your life, is now coming to a climax. And you're, you're basically reaping what you've sown, but that also means now that I see what I'm reaping, do I continue with this or do I now move to something else or end this and begin something else? So it's a climactic moment that in a way is an ending that can imply a new beginning uh, if, if that seems to be the opportune thing to do. But certainly it's a very powerful time in your life. Um, this only happened once every 29 years or so. So, so, so you've been working towards this for some time. Uh, and you have to sort of really sort of think about what is this purpose of my life and am I fulfilling that purpose at this time? Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm, I'm sure it does. I mean, uh, I mean, certainly, you know, you, you know, you're a Leo, right? August 2nd, 1969. Yeah. Um, and your moon's in Aries. So you're a very fiery person. And then you combine that with your Gemini as your rising sign. Um, and so communications, being involved in communications uh, of whatever type or nature is something you've been especially uh, are especially gifted in. Um, and and throughout your life, you will find your joy in your own ways and means in which you discover the truth. Um, that is where you find your joy. And it's found through travel. It's found through explorations. But your most your, you feel your bliss in this lifetime when you've come to some new epiphany or discovery or truth. Okay. Um, and then of course you want to share it, <laughs> which, yeah. Which, yeah. which you should. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was very impressive. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Nice talking to you. I'm glad you called and have a wonderful day and I'll probably talk to you again. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. Sure. Bye. Okay. Well, that was great. A new person. Um, let's see. Let's try someone else here. Uh, area code is um, 646. You're on with Bill. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, Bill. Hi. Yes. Diana. Hi. Diana. Diana. Hi. 1950s. <laughs> Hi. Oh my goodness! I I I know that voice. How are you yes, doing? I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask for a reading because I see you privately for that or Zoom with you, yeah, and just sure, have sure. benefited from it uh, for many years. But I just wanted to get on and say thank you for your radio show and thank you, in particular for today's reading and, uh, and, and talk and your insights and the emphasis that you put on love, unconditional love. 
and creativity in our creator coming in through love. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Diana. It was wonderful to hear your voice. Uh, oh, Happy New Year to you, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll be talking again shortly, but thank you. <laughs> okay. Yes, Bye for fun. now. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. All right. Well, this is great. That was wonderful. Uh, okay. Um, another person, uh, 203 is the area code. Um, you're on with Bill. Hello, Hi, 203. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Who's, can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's this? Yes, I do hear oh, you. Good. Yes. <laughs> Happy New Year. This is Pat from Connecticut. Happy... Oh, and, hi, Pat. Uh, hi. Hi. I'd love to get um, a forecast, but I also want to say I listened to you on the Northrop show. I caught the end of it and realized, oh, I got to go back to your first few um Shows because you you are talking about major planetary influences. I think maybe the first one was. I'm guessing one was Pluto. Anyway, I want to thank yes, you. Yes, yes, that's right. I I, well, I I I I talk about them repeatedly because they're the the big things working up out there, and I want to. I it's it's there's so yes. much to talk about just those three. Uranus, Neptune. I'll probably talk about Uranus next, uh, and then bring yeah. another Saturn and Uranus, Saturn and uh, Jupiter, but. Yeah, the influences of the the big three basically are are the most important to understand for long long term or long wave phenomena. But 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 um but how are you? What's what's going on? Oh gosh, it's an eventful, um, you know, not necessarily positive things, crazy things, things that continue to distract me, like eating a crocus from the farmer's market and poison control saying you've got to go to the emergency room and be there eight hours, you know, one thing after another like that. I think I probably talked wow. to you about that last year. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm just hoping that things are going to be calmer. I, um, let's see, I started painting again for the first time in years. I was stuck on a commission for years. It was just a nightmare, but that has helped me profoundly. I have a three-year-old granddaughter, so I just did my first portrait of her and, that's going to help me mentally a lot, a lot. Oh, but I'm, sh- really I'm need- sure. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do need, you know, things to take a turn. It's been almost a whole lifetime of um, difficulties, you know. Um, well, well, you know, some, some souls are, yes, you know, are, know. Have, have we, we, we signed a contract uh, long ago, but then each time we come down, we're signing a contract of what we're here to do. And as I say, we're here to become a better human. And sometimes that requires us facing obstacles, delays, and setbacks to where we develop our character and strength and understanding and compassion, all those wonderful traits that we only get from being knocked around yeah. and picking ourselves back up again. And you were born, as you know, with Saturn, the teacher, as your rising planet, and it exactly squares your son, the, the, the representative of the self. No one would say that's going to be an easy life, Pat. It's going to be a life where I, I through, through effort and picking myself up again and again, become ever more masterful. Um, it's the path that you're on. And some people, you look at their charts, it's easy, and you go, what a nice life. Well, maybe they had a hard life last time, right? So they're, just, they're getting a little, a little break this time. It's not that it's right. all 
challenging or bad. Of course, you have some beautiful things in your chart and, you know, Venus and Jupiter being so close to one another. And you've got the drive with Mars next to your sun to overcome those problems that you run into. Um, But in terms of where you are, there has been this huge shift of energy just in the last few weeks or a week. Um, Your your progress moon, again, given that you're a Cancer, everybody's deeply affected by their progress moon, um, but Cancers especially, or Cancer rising people especially, or moon and angle people, and you also have your moon and angle, so there's two reasons for you. Your moon had been for the last two and a half, two years and several months, been moving through the sign of Capricorn, which is the sign of Saturn, and therefore you would have definitely <laughs> faced a lot of difficulties and, 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 and challenges and, and, you know, what I ought to do and what I should do and, and facing friction and delay and all that that Capricorn yeah. brings up to bear, uh, being the planet the sign of reality. But now your moon is in Aquarius. And that means now, as opposed to being more practical or conservative and trying to protect oneself from whatever, now the soul is saying, it's time for me to be me, to be, to be who I really am and to be with those who love me for who I am. And so now is a time for friendship, companionship, yeah. and authenticity. Um, and that people who love me for who I am, that'll be great because I can just be who I am. And, and so this is the time where your, your, your need to stretch yourself and be the truly the individual you're supposed to be. And this is the sign that rules your fifth house, the house of creativity, the house of self-expression, the house of painting and poetry and prose and dance and whatever. So you're coming into a really creative phase now. Okay, for the next several years, for the next several years. No, it's going to be wonderful. That's really hopeful. And listeners might be interested in some of my comments. I'm so gun shy from so gun shy with the world because so many devastating things happened one after another in the past couple of years. I'm gun shy. So when you say that, I'm almost afraid to believe it, but I know there's a job for me to start believing the other thing is for other listeners who have been through hell or going through hell and it's two years eight years 30 years worth of it the other thing that you said to me um being an aquarius now i came so close to just getting cemented in bitterness and anger never throughout my whole life but the last you know and later in my life and maybe it has to do with age i'm not sure but I saw clearly if I don't change, it's going to cement. And that scared me. And thankfully, yes. you know what happened? I lost three friends, Tober. Oh, wow. Suddenly. Oh, wow. Not COVID. Yeah. And that yeah. amazingly, I, I literally thought my thoughts, I hadn't felt grief in losing anyone in so many years that was unfamiliar. And I thought my thoughts were actually mental illness. I couldn't tell until I got help from my sister who had lost her husband, I really, I, I didn't know if I was going off the deep end and not come to find out what I was thinking was very normal. And thank God, yeah. somehow yeah. the planets or something helped me to turn that into gratefulness. You know, I, I miss these people. I missed so much what they had in friendship with me. And I basically don't have any friends left. It was 
really, really difficult, but somehow I'm able to turn it around and celebrate them and, and help myself learn to be grateful. That's a big, you know, there's a lot of lessons ahead of me, you know, to be grateful and positive and so on. But thank, thank God I'm there. My mind can grasp that. No, no, it's, it's, uh, it sounds like, and it is probably a very Neptunian moment for you when that Neptune was going over your son this last year. Now it's lining up with itself and it happens for everybody about, it is an age related thing about this, this kind of alignment saying I'm at a point in my life where spiritually I have to sort of, you know, open up my heart and my soul and realize that the journey has been what it's been and it's all here for me. It's my journey and whatever I've created or attracted is what it is, but what I do with it and where I go from here, there I have no choice. And, yeah. and so I have to, if I approach the world in a different way and approach myself in a different way, um, it's going to be beautiful. It will be beautiful. And that's, and again, you're going to be out there creating beauty and that's exactly what you should be doing. Fingers okay. crossed. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to me and thank you for that forecast. That's going to be real helpful. Okay. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. Happy, yeah. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Happy year to you, Pat. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, bye, bye now. Bye. Sure. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, um, here we go. Here's somebody. Uh, is eight oh five area code? You're on with Bill. Hello. Oh, hi, Bill. This is Donna. Happy New Year. Uh, oh, <laughs> Happy New Year, Donna. How are you? Thank you. Feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I think good. you have my birth date. I think you have my birth date there and everything. What's what's the uh give it to me just to make sure. Um April twenty second, nineteen fifty four. Okay, good, because I 'cause I have more than one Donna, so I have to just make sure I got the right one here. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's you got that's it. That's okay. <laughs> okay, but, okay, sure. No, that's fine. Uh um but so what can I what can I do for you, Donna? good luck at a certain point and you know like a windfall or something good coming in so i can oh. go traveling and i want to go traveling <laughs> believe it or not you want to go traveling I'm, I'm, I, I, even with the pandemic yeah i think a lot of people people have been missing traveling but that's you know it's it's <laughs> we keep going forward and then going backwards again well the the you know if we're talking about you know generally at things lining up and saying good fortune good luck that's one thing but um the, in the general indicator of where there is good or growth things happening in anyone's chart is indicated by that planet Jupiter. And mm-hmm. uh, Jupiter is is been moving through your sixth house this last year. So it was a good year to organize and reorganize your life. And if you had some patterns or habit patterns that needed to be addressed and let go of and build in better patterns, it was a time to basically do a healing on yourself and on your life um, is what it was for. And it gets you ready for something. Everything gets you ready for the next thing. And what it's gotten you ready for, which starts in two months in March, is Jupiter moves into your seventh house, the house of relationships, the house of partnerships. And that the area of life you're going to see tremendous growth and fortune in from March to March, 22 to 23, is relationships which means good things will be brought to you by other people. 
that to the extent you helped other people, now people help you, and it's a return of the energy. But it also means in my existing relationships, good ones will get better, a difficult one gets resolved or healed, an impossible one I let go of easily. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I see my whole realm of experience and re- my relationships growing and good fortunes there. And so it's certainly a time of um, outer growth through connections with others. Um, so certainly a much, you know, last year had been more a work year or healing year. This is more out there year and a lot of any opportunities you get for someone saying, Hey, come on over or let's get together oh. for uh, just to get together, um, jump on it because the only way the universe can bring you good fortune this year is by you being with other people. <laughs> so, oh, uh, okay. so you never know what that. What that, what that, you know, party might be or that invite might be to go see someone and all of a sudden you meet someone else there or meet whatever it might be. That's how these things happen. So good things will be brought to you by other people. That's the message. Oh, that's nice. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I help a lot of people and, yeah, you know, just volunteer. No, no, and, and, and that's how it works. It, yeah, you, we, we help others. We put out energy because it's just we want to and it's the right thing to do. But of course, the universe has it has to be balanced, and so to the extent that we give, we will receive. Um, and this is just a time when you're meant to be receiving. Okay, yes. doesn't mean you stop giving. Oh. Doesn't mean you stop giving. You got to keep right. giving, but yeah. Yeah. but it does mean you're going to go. Wow, all this fortune's happening, and my popularity and visibility is rising. What's going on? Well, it's it's just time for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that was wonderful. You made my day. Okay, Thank Donna. Thank you so much. Okay. You have, I so appreciate you have a wonderful year. Okay. Okay. Take you care. Too. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Many blessings. Sure. Many, many to you as well. Okay. Um, okay. And let's see. Um, I'm trying to figure out who I have and haven't called on here yet. Um, here we go. Okay, you're on with Bill. It's 305 is the area code. Hello? Hello, 305, are you there? I don't hear anybody. I'm talking to someone calling from the area code 305. Are you there? I'm hoping I'm not muted. Well, there maybe they're muted. But well, whatever. I, I'll, maybe I'll come back to you. I'll put you on hold, and I'll go to the next person. Um, let's see. Uh, who didn't I talk to here yet? Go up and down the list. Here we go. Here, nine five one is the area code. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill, it's Nathaniel. Oh, hi, Nathaniel. How are you? Hey, great. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What can I do for you? Well, just checking in on the chart, seeing what uh, you're doing. I'm looking for a job. I'm looking for love. Looking for a job and looking for true love, did you say? Is that what I heard? <laughs> well, we're all, I think we're all looking for a good job and true love. <laughs> but uh, in terms of your fortunes in this regard, in terms of what's going on in your chart right now, um, it's interesting. You're, you've got Jupiter, that planet of fortune and good fortune and, and benefic, benefic energies. It's marching through your 10th house of career. So 
that usually is a time when a person can experience some kind of fortune or lucky break, uh, a, a movement to a better job or a promotion within a job or things like that are the, the, the norm with that influence of Jupiter at the 10th house position. And what's interesting, coupling it with another indicator that progressed moon, your progressed moon's about to enter your sixth house in by April, so a couple few months away, but that's the house of work. That's the house of the daily routines and my lifestyle and using means for whatever reason, my lifestyle is changing. My conditions of my life are changing usually because I've changed my life because I've moved to a different place or I've started another job or whatever it might be. So of course my routines have to adapt to my new circumstances. So uh, with both Jupiter in your 10th house of the career, you know, for this period, um, and the moon going into your 11th house, uh, that looks good. And then by, we, by the same time that moon changes to the 6th house of work and changing conditions of how I live, Jupiter then moves into your 11th house, which is the house of hopes and dreams um, and the house of friendship and companionship. So usually when Jupiter goes in there, are we're having an ever widening experience of our social life, which given what's happened these last couple of years would have to get wider at some point. Um, there's more social life. There's more friendship. There's more having good times with friends and loved ones um, and joining in a group or being brought into a group or seeing one's own group expand. Um, again, the social life is rather strong for you. Um, just like the previous person we're talking to, uh, or with Jupiter going into a seventh house of relationship, yours is going to the eleventh house of friends. So um, there's certainly certainly changes coming up here. I'd expect them more in March and April showing themselves, but certainly um, things could already be happening here. Okay. Are you there, Nathaniel? Uh, yes, I didn't lose uh, you, did I? Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, now, are you are you not with somebody now? Is that what you're saying? Or, or... Yes, yes. Uh, that uh, girl from Spain, oh. she, she moved out a couple months ago. I don't think I've ever been to see her again. Oh. Okay. Well, um all I could say is that you will find your opportunities for a closer relationship or, or a relationship will definitely take off starting in March because it's, it's the planet that rules your seventh house of relationship because you've got Sagittarius there going into that house of friends. And that would be similar to what I said to the earlier caller that um, other people will be instrumental in you connecting up with a potential partner at this time, which makes sense. We go out to see our friends and they have someone else there that we didn't know, but they're part of their circle of friends and all of a sudden we meet somebody. So if you want to find your partner, go hang out with your friends <laughs> is what this says starting in March. And you're likely to find an expanding social circle leads to some significant new relationship that could start. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's good to talk to you again, Nathaniel. Good to talk to you. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. 
Uh, all right, let's see. And um, who's this? Uh, area code 928. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello, dear Bill. Hello. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Bill. Who's this? this Hi, this is Catherine. I talk to you every oh. now and then. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. I really enjoy okay. your show. It just leaves me breathless every time. It's just, well, it gives me goosebumps. It's just glorious. So thank you for your shows. Thank you. Thank you. My, my question today, which you sort of mentioned earlier, is about the influence. Uh, you were talking earlier about Saturn square the sun, uh, never an easy yes. path. Uh, I actually had that transit coming up in my chart this year, uh, and while it's intimidating, mm. I, I've learned through your brilliance that it's also a path to mastery. So I was wondering yes. if you would take a quick look at my chart and just see uh, what the promise of that transit might hold. Uh, the date of birth is May 14, 1953, and I was born right. in New York City, 9.58 a.m., and if I'm correct that Saturn square sun starts around April and kind of hangs out there most of the year, if I'm correct? Sure, sure. Yes, you are, and, and again, what's what you... Sh- probably know or should know is that um, it, every every Saturn transit in a person's chart is uh, it, it has to be folded into everything else that they had going on in their life and their chart from the beginning and and you might know that you've got a Saturn Sun relationship your Saturn and Libra there lining up with your Sun and Taurus it's a what we call it in conjunct aspect it's a aspect of shaping and adjusting but what it also means is that this time, while Saturn squares your sun, um, it's doing that from your 8th house to your 11th house, it's also trining your Saturn, which is a very fortuitous alignment of Saturn. So on the one hand, Saturn uh-huh. is pressuring you in terms of yourself, that's the sun, but uh-huh. it's also a time when you feel in terms of the way you've ordered your life and the responsibilities you hold in your life, you feel you're at a very special moment of you know, I made this life and I'm, I'm, I take responsibility for it in a good way. So it's, it's a little, Mm -hmm. it, it, it makes more gentle this transit, I would say. Um, certainly the test will be, (laughs) well, well, the the test will be because it's from the eighth house. It's questions about my joint ventures and unions about how I, how I join with others in any kind of group or, or business or whatever kind of group situation where we, combining together, doing things together. And the tricky I thing think. is I, I know I need, to give up, I need to give up things to have people support me and me to support them, but I can't give up what makes me me. So I have to just be clear about what I'm willing to sacrifice and what, and what I have to hold on to as I try to forge deeper unions now in my life. I, you know that's the path now with Saturn in your eighth house coming up here that mm-hmm. it's all about union. And it's about dealing with um, finding that support and giving my support to others um, is what I'm going to have opportunities in, but also face challenges in in this coming period. Okay. 
Sure. Um, is there um, a progressed moon? Uh, I'm not. I have no idea where that is right now. I actually need to do a reading sure. of you. But uh, does the progressed okay. moon uh, affect this uh, energy at all? Oh, oh, sure. Well, the progressed moon shows sort of like the window from which you're looking out upon the world with, and that changed in September from Scorpio uh, into Sag. And one would argue that certainly is a that fiery element of Sag is more outward and expansive and uh, full of life and joy than the Scorpio experience. Scorpio is just passionate and deep, but it can be challenging. And now with the moon in Sagittarius, you feel these next couple of years are to expand yourself and grow in understanding and study more, study more, travel more, and, and be more yourself freely, as it were. And so um, there's a release of the self with the moon in Sagittarius in a nice way. So I don't think the, the Saturn transit to your sun will still be a Saturn transit to your sun, and you have to just be mindful of how many responsibilities right. you're taking on and don't, don't overburden yourself um, so you keep your strength and, and health up. But the moon in Sagittarius says this is definitely time for expansion and growth uh, and will lead to greater understanding. So it's, it's quite wonderful, sure. actually. Okay. Well, I'll be in touch for a reading. We'll look at all that a lot closer. And thank you so much. Your okay, sure. You're spellbinding. You're, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Catherine. Okay. And of course, I'll I'll put it out oh, as, a, as a transcript in a, in a in a day or two, so people can read it. Because I know it's a I pack a lot in, and I uh, and I do a lot of thinking about it. But thank you for for that, and and, um, and I look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Thanks. Thanks okay, for all well, you do. You're brilliant. Have a good one. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, bye. I'll, okay, everybody. Bye bye. Uh, well, thank you, everybody. And um, we'll just say goodbye now because our time is up, but I'll be back again in a week or so, probably looking at Uranus, as I indicated, and, and bring, bl- blending all these three planets together and then some. So, my very best to all of you, uh, and hope your year is going well so far, and, uh, and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.